Miller. On this episode of Tiger Turf Talk, we host Kristen Althaus, Educational Manager for the Sports Field Management Association. This is such an awesome episode with such an incredible person. Kristen has spent the last 14 years preparing different conferences across the country in so many different ways uh, to most one of the most recent ones being a virtual uh, conference uh, that put so many things to the test and they did such an incredible job of putting everything together to ensure that everything was prepared and good to go for all of the members. We got to talk about this year coming up at Salt Lake City in Utah and how there are so many incredible things coming out with the education that has been selected. Uh, Recently actually uh, been sent out to the speakers and it's going to be awesome. Uh, We have the opportunity to be presenting this year as well coming up. Uh, It's going to be an awesome opportunity to discuss different things going on in the industry and to learn from everyone out there that's going to be there. We got to dive into everything that's so awesome about the Sports Field Management Association and to talk about how it's like a family reunion and to discuss her work and prepping and making sure everything's ready to go. And it's just an awesome episode that you do not want to miss. Uh, We can't thank Kristen enough for her time. We hope you enjoy this episode of Tiger Turf Talk. Good afternoon and welcome to the 82nd episode of tiger turf talk i'm your host drew miller today we have on such a special guest we have miss Kristen althaus the educational manager for the sports field management association how are you doing this afternoon i'm good how are you oh you know like we were just talking about running with our heads cut off all the time is always fun uh both education based you know it's always good (laughs) so uh I just sort of want to dive into what the preparations have been like for you when it comes to Salt Lake, sort of uh, also sort of coming back off that virtual year, which I'm sure was more chaotic for you than any other show possible because of all this expectations and the different venue in the sense of, Hey, everybody has to be on zoom and this has to all work. Um, what is it like getting back to sort of a normal and what do you see uh, sort of coming up this year for this year's conference for SFMA? Um, yeah, the virtual conference was definitely a challenge, um, just because we had never done it before. Um, so, you know, the, the unknown is always, um, tough to prepare for, but, um, you know, we did it, we adapted and we had a really successful virtual conference, but I'll tell you what, it was, it was really good to be back in person, um, in Savannah and, I think all of our attendees were thrilled to be back in person. It was nice to see everybody. Um, So yeah, with planning for Salt Lake City, we're really looking forward to that event. We've never been to Salt Lake City before that, that I know of, at least not since I've been here. So um, it'll be a new city. Uh, We'll be in person, get to see everybody again. So um, I'm really looking forward to that. Absolutely. Sort of to go into the idea of a new city for you, how long you've been doing this? Because I remember way back when I first started in, I think it was 2014, 2015 or something was my first conference. It was Denver. Does that ring a bell? Oh, I don't know what year we were in Denver, but um, that was our first cold weather location. Um, but it wasn't that cold. Do you remember? No, it, was- it wasn't too bad at all. <laughs> the problem that I had was that 
our our president for the uh, turf club at Tech, we decided to stay a mile and a half away from the convention center in downtown Denver. And it was like a, a 30 minute walk in the morning. And I'm like, guys, why are we all the way over here? Like, what, what are we doing? But no, it was great. Um, but yeah, that was my first one ever. That's crazy to think of. Okay. So yeah, I have been here. I can't believe it. 14 years. So, incredible. um, yeah, time flies. Uh, I was just thinking the other day, you know, the time between conferences seems to get shorter and shorter. So Salt Lake will be here before we know it. Absolutely. So um, what has it been like for you to sort of see, um the changes over the years uh sort of incorporating new things obviously you guys went through a big jump when it comes to the name and the branding of the whole organization what are you what have you seen over the years that has sort of solidified in this utah trip uh conference this year coming up um well let's see yeah um this past year we did the big rebrand um the board of directors uh, just started a new strategic plan, a new 10-year strategic plan, and that is really focused on growth of the association. And um, one of the focuses in it is um, diversity, equity, and inclusion. So um, I know for this conference, you know, we're seeing a really big push for um you know, getting a more diversified educational program. So um, that means um, highlighting some of the work that our uh, female members are doing, um, trying to be more inclusive of, you know, people of different cultures and backgrounds. Um, So we're really, you know, taking strides to um, go towards that. Um, What else did I think of that we're doing? Oh, it just flew out of my head. Um, <laughs> totally fine. But that's incredible. <laughs> that stuff's incredible. Obviously, um, over the past few years, you've sort of seen that diversity grow. Um, and the sort of, and I, I think Nick McKenna did a good job of sort of framing the new brand around that, you know, allowing mm-hmm. there to be more of an open uh, concept for field managers versus the sports turf. Um, so, yeah, I couldn't agree with you more on all of that. Um Now, obviously, as an educational manager for SFMA, there's a long process, you know, Uh, and when it comes to you, what is it that your role plays in working with the educational committee and getting sort of everything put together? Uh, Like you said, we, we found out, was it Thursday last week or Friday last week, who was presenting where? Uh, luckily enough, uh, I was selected, which is awesome to hear. Uh, Leah's really excited. She actually just texted me the new title. I was like, okay, we'll go with yours. You're Thanks. in charge. We'll let you pick what we're doing. <laughs> so, um, what is that process like, uh, when it comes to selecting, uh, sort of collecting all the information that goes into what this year will be? Yeah, that's, it is truly a year long process. As soon as um, one conference is over, we start planning for the next one. Um, so end of January, um, the call for presentations opens and that's where anyone can submit a presentation to be considered for the following year's education program. Uh, that runs through March and then the education committee 
will meet throughout April and May to um, rank the presentations, talk about the presentations, and put the program together. And then in June, early June, I send out all the notifications to the speakers. And then from June to July, I'm, you know, people are agreeing, um, or, you know, we might have to change some things, or if people decline, you know, then they need to be replaced. Um, so I try and finalize everything by August, because now we need to get our promotional materials out, you know, people need to know what the program is so that they can start making their travel plans. Um, so now the brochure comes out, um, you know, all of the education descriptions get posted, um, you know, and then as we get closer and closer, you know, things just start to ramp up. Um, registration will open in October. And, um, you know, I need to stay on top of speakers to make sure that they are, you know, I have, I can make their hotel reservations, that they're making their flight reservations, um, you know, that their uh, rooms on site are secure, that they have all the audiovisual stuff, um, you know, just a lot of organizational things um, that I like to do to make sure the speakers know exactly where they need to be and what they need to do. So um, I... I really try and uh, make it easy on you guys. So you've been through the process. What do you think of it? No, it's it's incredible because I remember the first time that I put something in, uh, it was for the virtual one. And I was like, this could be good because if I mess up, I'm just recording myself, you know. Uh, <laughs> I'm not, not going to put it in the uh, the, uh, <laughs> the right live. Oh, did I say that out loud? I'm sorry. Give me a second. Um <laughs> But no, it was that was a great experience. My uh, older brother uh, has just gotten into like videography and whatnot and doing all these pictures and whatnot. So he was a huge help. And uh, it was weird because like we were interviewing our kids during like the heart of COVID. So it was like mask are off for five seconds, answer the question, put them back on. Um, but doing all that. Uh, getting to do with Dr. Sander for Virginia Tech is it was an awesome opportunity. And then this past year, you made it so incredible for my kids, obviously, uh, coming down and presenting in Savannah. Everything you do is makes everything easier on us. And I feel bad because I screw up half the time. And I think you get 55 emails from me about, oh, the contract didn't <laughs> fill out. My bad. Oh, I didn't do it again. Oops, that's. It was even with the uh, questions. I was like, how's it not sending? Like, how's this? What's going on? <laughs> I'm like, it's always with Christian. Okay. And I'm like, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. <laughs> no. no, but you make everything easy so questions. easy on everybody. So uh, I, I definitely I appreciate it. Um, and the proposal is not hard to do, which is awesome. Uh, I've done a couple different conferences, a couple different places. They expect to have like the whole thing before they actually like say, yes, you're doing it. It's kind of like, oh, well, I kind of don't want to put all this time and effort if I'm not going to get it in the sense of like right. going and doing it. So it's definitely um, a lot easier. Um, and like now, like you said, sending it out in June, we can start putting stuff together um, with the summer coming up for me. I'm obviously a teacher in high school. We're taking care of our fields and everything, but I can take the time to sit down and really focus on putting something together while Leah is full fledged ahead in minor league baseball on the other side of the country. 
and she can add her stuff in towards the time frame of when we're getting ready for uh, the winter, I guess. Um, but the time frame is very helpful as well to sort of get everything together and be able to send it to you in enough time. Um, so all of us greatly appreciate the opportunity and the help you give us for sure. Um, with that, what has been your experiences working with sort of the professionals like us to get things ready? Has there been any crazy times where it's like last minute, Hey, <laughs> it's two days to the event. Can you get me the, the, PowerPoint slides. I need to, <laughs> um, um, you know, people are really good. Um, I, you know, the most trouble I have is getting people to read things. Um, you know, you mentioned about last minute. I don't, yeah, I'm trying to think like, we always run into things, last minute things every year. Like, uh, this past year was, um, the weather in the Northeast, it was, you know, (laughs) right. So every year it's like, okay, is the weather going to cooperate? Am I going to get speakers in, you know, cold temperature locations? Are they going to be able to get here? How am I going to replace them? Um, You know, so that's always an issue, but we always have like our, our members are awesome because I always have somebody that's like, if someone cancels on you, I have a presentation along, I'll, you know, I'll take their place. So that's always such a relief. Um, As far as getting presentations to me, you know, I, I understand that, you know, speakers might be working on it the night before, but they're always, you know, really good about um, bringing their updated presentation the day of and, and having it and then sending it to me. So um, you know, that they're always really good with that. Um, as far as making travel plans, that's just me constantly poking. Hey, you haven't done this yet. Just how how you do this? Just <laughs> out for me. Just little, little three numbers. Come on, let's do it. <laughs> well, this was a long time ago. I would, I was really, um, persistent with emails and I always send out a speaker evaluation after the conference and say, you know, how was your experience? What would you change? And somebody wrote, stop sending so many emails. (laughs) So I've cut back on that a little bit. (laughs) You don't send too many. It's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So you sort of mentioned it in there and I'm, I'm curious because again, you've been with the organization for 14 years um, and it's always really cool to hear from different people on their viewpoint. And I'm sorry, it's not one of the questions and just spring it on you. Um, What has it been like for you to sort of see the people of the sports field industry grow and sort of what has it been like your experience getting to know this industry from your lens Uh, again, putting together these conferences that we all hold dear to our heart and the times that we get to spend with people and the educational opportunities there are for everyone. What has it been like for you to sort of see our industry grow? Um, you know, it's really, it's really rewarding. And like, I'm, I'm so proud of the people in this industry, you know, what they do every day and the hours they work and the, pride that they take in their work like it's just that that to me is really rewarding and then you know I get to go to the conference and and see people that 
you know, have overcome these challenges and, you know, in spite of it, have such good attitudes and, um, you know, the camaraderie between people. Um, I know in other industries that, you know, people can tend to be, um, they want to, they don't want to share things like, oh, I do things a certain way and I don't want people to to know how I do it because it's my way and it's special. I've never run into that with, with our members. Like they, everybody is just so happy to, um, you know, see each other and say, Hey, this worked for me. You know, why don't you try it? Or, Oh, you know, how can we tweak this? So um, that's really fun to see um, people just have such good attitudes and, you know, really be positive, but um, yeah, as far as seeing people grow, like, it's funny, because people say to me how um, they did the students challenge in, you know, um, you know, 2012 or something. And, you know, now they're a sports field manager. And it's, it's cool to see that, because, you know, I know, at that point, you know, I was there helping with the student challenge. And, um that's a fond memory for them. And, you know, now they're working. And so, yeah, I've definitely seen people grow and improve and share their experiences. So it's cool to see that. It's, it's the student challenge has always been an interesting one for, for me. It was, uh, (laughs) I remember our first one in Denver, uh, we got in this argument. Uh, you guys had a full, irrigation system hands-on like setup and we were like no it's like this no it's like that <laughs> I, it's like i promise it's down like this and i th- i forget who graded them but they came out and they said i have never seen so many random things <laughs> and i was like oh no don't tell me it was ours like you know what that was the first i believe that was the first year that we had the hands-on section in the student challenge and i and we were oh my gosh that is my favorite conference memory by far because the team you guys got in there and you were like what is this box of stuff (laughs) and it was that was awesome uh yeah hunter uh did that for us put those boxes together and yeah, it's funny. I won't tell me your how it was for you guys. Were you surprised? Were you so, were you so when I when I my first like student challenge, I so I had transferred to Virginia Tech my sophomore year and I had had like no experience in the industry at all. So I was on the grounds crew for two months before I like was put in front of this box of things that I did not know. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, there's glue there's tubes let's put the tubes to fit in there and then we're going to do this and then screw on the head that's all you're getting and then they're like well let's stand the pipe up like this the elbows up in the air i was like why do we need to stand them up if the heads come out of the ground they're like no it's not gonna work so that was ours ours was like standing up like three feet and the head was like up here i'm like guys this looks stupid like what are we doing um (laughs) the next one was uh San Diego, I think. I forget what the hands-on portion of it was. It was like a, it was either an irrigation box, which we, had, I think the box happened twice when I was taking the exams, and they were, those were good. <laughs> we were all, we all had the one person that was like, oh, I got it. You guys go ahead. And I was like, yeah, okay, sounds good. 
Um, and then we had in Orlando, we had the real mower and we had to identify all the parts of the real mower, which was cool. Um, yeah. It was funny because like somebody's like, get in underneath there. I'm like, why do we need to get underneath there if we know what this is? They're like, just get in there and make sure. I'm like, my head doesn't <laughs> fit underneath it. What are we doing? So like you had, cause you had the curtains covering it and everything. And we're just trying to like dig in underneath. We're like, all right, I can't see. Okay. We're good. <laughs> all you see is like these feet sticking out from under the curtain. Everybody's like taking their exam. We're like, what is this guy doing? <laughs> so, uh, no, I mean, the student challenge was always a highlight for us. Um, and the way you guys do it is incredible. I love how you guys, uh, make everything, if you compete, you're going to be doing, uh, you're going to get the conference pretty much for free, but you're going to be expected to, again, take your time and be helpful to the organization, whether that's, I think it's sell tickets at a raffle ticket at the at welcome reception or something along the lines of that. Um, which I'm not going to lie. Half the people I know didn't do it. So <laughs> I was there. I was like, I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm here to help. I, I do remember that it was in, uh, san diego and i went to my boss i was like buy 10 of these he's like all right here you go i'm like all right <laughs> i'm done <laughs> so um but again the conferences are just so much fun and there are so many good memories from them whether it's just people being stupid seeing your old friends for the first time in a while uh to some incredible talks uh some of the talks that i remember most were um Dale Getz from the Toro company gave his life story, which was really cool. Um, mm -hmm. Seeing just sort of what he went through at Notre Dame to all the different things that he had in the industry to get to this point where he's retiring uh, to Luke Yoder, where he talked about his whole field conversion uh, in San Diego after just doing it in Pittsburgh, like just being able to see guys experiences is just something that really is just incredible to see. Uh, down in Savannah, there was a lot of, uh, I forget who I was talking to. I think it was, uh, I think it was actually Leah on the podcast when we were in Savannah. It was, I was talking about how, like, there were things that were just like going straight over my head. Uh, it was like Evan Muscotti's talk on clay and his new innovative thing that he's coming up with. I'm like, Evan, everyone knows you're a genius, but what are you talking about? <laughs> I was like, I'm trying to understand. He's like, well, the viscosity of this, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, okay. All right. Evan, yep. Okay. Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm back in solar fertility. I can't remember anything that's being said. <laughs> um, and then uh, Dr. Chase Straw uh, with his, I, I, I am, it's awesome what he's doing with his sensor work and not the interaction of the athlete and its body, but the interaction of the field and the playability. You know, I think that's going to be written, written revolutionary is what i'm looking for uh yeah. when it comes to just the overall like growth of what we're doing you know i think that it's been a long time coming for people in like the mlb to have a better understanding of what you're doing to cause certain ball rolls what you're doing and again all of those guys know exactly what to do but it's not like in a handbook you know what i mean um, when I worked for Bill Deacon, he was like the mastermind of dirt. Like it was insane what he did just like, again, he was the boss. So he had so much, uh, in the front office that he had to do just to make sure everything's ready. But he'd come out and just watch him do his work. It's just like, I was always like, what do you do with this? What do you do with that? How does this happen? What, uh, I'm like, just trying to absorb as much as I can. Um, but being more, 
and I don't want to say scientific, but data driven sort of in that <laughs> way, like the NFL is with their stuff. Um, just having an understanding of what needs to be at what level so that again, it's just growing and doing more. And if Evan comes up with that, uh, infield mix, that's going to change the world for everybody. I'm going to like, I know that guy. It's like, <laughs> I talked to him before he started at Penn state doing this. I'm just saying, <laughs> um, but no, and that's what's, that's, what's great about the conference and everything that goes into it, you know, um, mm-hmm. I'm babbling. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's fine. I, I'm not much of a talker, so you're, you're lucky you got me on here. <laughs> I appreciate it. I do. You know, I do. Um, you talked about a little bit. Uh, you're going for more diversity in the industry towards this conference and having more people representing the different groups. Um, what are some of the other focuses of the Salt Lake Conference coming up uh, that you guys have really sort of articulated in your decisions for the education and other parts um what do you mean in this uh, you you're focusing on things like diversity is there anything else that you're focusing on with like the selections of everything that you're doing if that makes sense sorry no that's okay Um, what is is the focus of the show is sort of what i'm saying because you mentioned diversity but I yeah. was like, is there anything else you're focusing on when it comes to picking uh, and choosing the education you guys have? Yeah, definitely. Um, I don't, we don't have a theme yet. Um, but uh, yeah, we definitely have, um, you know, the diversity component. Um, we also, you know, last year we, during the general session, we had the focus on the labor shortage and um, we have, we're addressing that again. We thought it was important to continue since, you know, everybody, that's what we're hearing about now. We need workers, you know, there aren't enough people in the industry. There aren't enough people entering the industry. So um, we do have a focus on technology and um, like new new research in that technology. So um, robotic mowers and, you know, how that can help with the labor shortage. So um definitely that stuff you know we we always have to be heavy on our turf grass management stuff um to make sure that people are staying current um with all of the research and you know even the basics to you know keep it fresh in our minds you know we forget year to year you know about basic turf grass management um and then also um I know what I wanted to say earlier, um, making sure that um, the professional development of our sports field managers, so more of soft skills like um, leadership and communication and work-life balance. And um, so making sure that people are getting those types of things so that they can elevate themselves in their position awesome content for a lot of different groups and awesome to hear um something that i've it's funny because i thought about this the other day and uh obviously with the labor of love it was awesome to be a part of that um at the conference and everything labor shortage is not just like our industry it is crazy to see you can't like discuss with someone in anything and say that they're not short on labor and i'm just sitting here like where is everyone you know what I mean? Like, 
we're we have grown in population over the past five years like it's not and i understand covid and everything but like where is everybody you know right. so uh and what are I, they doing Exactly. Why are they working? I was like, why, why haven't we found jobs? Like, what are we talking about here? Um, so that's what my sort of thought process is lately. Is like, how do we find them? You know, it's not even just like, obviously, like with programs like ours being developed across the country is awesome and great and a new way to get people to see it, like, and have the opportunity to be a part of it. But like, how do we reach those that don't do anything? <laughs> it's just a way to say something, you know? Like I, it, 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 it astonishes me how many people like, Oh, I lost a job. Didn't do this. Didn't do it. It's like, well then get off your butt and get back out there and find something like, I know I you go within you know, a square mile of where you live. There are like 10 different things that you can see people are doing on a daily basis around you that you can go get a job in without any like big certification education or anything like that. I'm like, go do it. You know? Yeah. I, I, I know what you mean. Um, the, our industry is really easy to get into. Hundred um, percent. And it's and it's an exciting industry. At least it always was for me. Um, you know, I know maybe some people don't like the outdoors, but um, it's. I, I just. I think there's so much. Um, you can get so much out of seeing like the immediate result. Um, from what we do every day, you know, you do a mowing pattern and you immediately see it. And I would think that you'd feel proud about that. And that would, you know, then you take pride in your work, then you want to come back and you want to do it again. Um, and, you know, like you don't need a degree to get into this, you know, to just join a crew and learn on the job. I, yeah, I, we haven't solved that yet, but we're, I think we're getting close. And I, and I think there are things that you guys are doing that are huge. You know, we, we discussed the other day about the uh, sports field specialist uh, designation, you know, um, could you sort of discuss some of the different things that you have done over the years? I mean, the certified sports field manager uh, designation is like, has been the, like the standard, the, the creme de la creme, if that's the right term for it, but like, it is like our industries, like you are the guy and type sort of thing, you know? Or woman, sorry for those that are listening. No, fine. Uh, <laughs> um, boss, you are the boss. How about that? Uh, <laughs> um, what has it been like for you? Again, sort of pushing the envelope on things that, again, are bringing more people certifications that are going to provide them those opportunities without those college degrees, maybe leading to a two-year degree at Penn State or Virginia Tech or something like that. Um, but I, again, like I have a student, he is currently he just graduated he just finished his sports field specialist thing um sorry to say thing but designation um with the opportunity to sort of develop a whole uh sort of department added onto a pesticide applicators license company that does a lot of things like with animals but also is looking to do landscape and sports fields and things like that in the community but having that has allowed him to sort of take on that development of that new department in that, in that business. So what has it been like for you to sort of develop those things again? Sorry for babbling about this, but uh, just sort of give it background to, again, the impact it's having on people in this industry. Yeah. So let's see. So we have the 
certified sports field manager, the CSFM program. Um, I actually don't do anything with that. That's um, one of my coworkers, Leah Craig. She uh, leads that program. And yeah, like you said, it is the creme de la creme. Um, We also um, have the um, sports field management certificate. And that's just an online self-paced introductory course that um, anyone can take and uh, they get a certificate of completion to uh, show that they've, that they've completed it. And uh, like I said, that's just really introductory foundational knowledge to introduce them to turf grass science and um, kind of what the industry is all about. Um, That was an offshoot of a high school curriculum that I wrote. um, And that high school curriculum is for secondary ag programs. Um, It kind of fits within a plant science curriculum. And again, it's um, turf grass science focused. It introduces them to um, the plants, you know, identification, adaptations. It uh, introduces them to soils that are specific to um, caring for turf grass. And then it gets into all the cultural practices, the mowing, the fertility, um, irrigation, aeration, uh, pest control. Um, so that curriculum, the classroom curriculum is definitely more in-depth than um, the online course, but, you know, that was tailored for teachers. The online course is more for the individual uh, student or, you know, maybe a sports field crew member that wants to get a little bit more background knowledge. So, you know, we have those things, um, and then... Um, we also have, we're trying to get into um, like competitive events. So we have the student challenge, then we have um, the career development events that we're trying to do by state with FFA, um, you know, and that's just uh, high school students, they get introduced to turf grass, and then um, they compete in this event about turf grass topics. So Two weeks ago, we had the first in-person one in Pennsylvania, and they did a multiple choice test. They um, did some practicums where they had to identify disease, insects, turf grasses. Um, They looked at a fertilizer label um, and then, you know, a couple other things. And then the uh, big culminating event was a site evaluation, and I got them up on to uh, Penn State where the blue band practices and, you know, they had to uh, look at the soil and, you know, figure out what was going on. So that was pretty cool. But um, so we have those events to uh, get students interested. Um, And then uh, we're also um, working with ICEV to uh, get a national curriculum and um, an industry certification going. So um, this national curriculum, it'll be online available to ag teachers. And I, you can probably speak better about ICEV than I can. Um, but that curriculum is available for teachers. And then SFMA will have um, this industry certification that students can take and they get certified. And, you know, employers can see that and know that they have, you know, a background 
in this and, um, you know, can come into the job and, you know, at least know a little bit about what they're doing and then, you know, get that hands-on experience on the job um, to, you know, uh, support, you know, what they learned in the classroom. I think I hit most, if not all, all of them, what we're yeah. doing. I'm pretty, sure, I'm pretty sure you got all of them, unless you got one yeah. up your sleeve, you know. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's been a slow process. Um, you know, if it was, if, it, if that was all I was doing, it would, it might move a little bit faster, but um, we have all the know, chaos. <laughs> right, I, have, I have other responsibilities, but like the just people a that couple, been, just a couple. <laughs> but you know, you've you've been helping. Um, Mark Moran's been helping. Um, you know, I've I've got buy-in from um, other states. You know, with developing curriculum, and um, it's it's starting to catch on. So that's really encouraging because you know when we started this. Um, Oh, I don't know, five or six years ago, maybe it's longer now, I lose track of time. But when we started this, it was, it seemed like, you know, insurmountable. And, um, you know, people are getting on board now. And it's, it's moving more quickly. So I, I hope and um, I'm, and I think it will, I think we'll make a lot of progress in the next couple of years. Absolutely. Um, I think, I think it was about seven years because well, it might have been six uh it, it was the year before i started teaching i remember the curriculum came out so um yeah it it's been it's been a, a drastic growth is probably the best way to say it um and i've talked to different groups when it comes to just getting started um i mean there's been multiple phone calls with multiple different like school districts whether it's people or uh, school board members. Uh, I know Ohio's got a few different schools. Um, one is it's really cool. They're really looking at whether or not it's better to invest in developing a program like ours or just put artificial turf in, you know, and I'm just like, if you can take that 1.6 million and put it into a classroom, you're going to have a phenomenal program with kids that are going to take care of your facility to make it that much better than the $1.6 million artificial field, you know? So Definitely. things like that, um, I think I've talked to, I mean, it's, it's gotta be like 20 different States. I've talked to different people. Some call me, some are just emails. Some are just, I am like, I'm available now. And then they don't call or what <laughs> that it's way more than that. I've talked to over 30 people, um, when it comes to programs and I've seen probably like seven actually like startup, which is great. Um, and just being able to get the word out and be a part of it has been really cool. Um, and to see the programs really blossom, you know, uh, we presented with uh, South Forsyth uh, down in Savannah in our presentation. It was really cool just to discuss, you know, uh, I remember when I first started, it was <laughs> we're sitting there um, and I actually visited with Mark down in uh, at Atlee High School before I started. And I look around, I'm like, Jesus, this is ridiculous crazy i've got nothing like <laughs> and i'm sitting there how and, much grown uh yeah and i started out with literally like a push mower an amish push mower where it wasn't like gas powered uh, and a weed eater you know i didn't have much past that i think we had a tractor but that was it, the tractor doesn't hold the weight of the bucket so it flips so i don't really count it as a safe tractor so it barely barely gets used um <laughs> 
but other than that, I mean, just by word of mouth and, you know, the uh, work of the kids, it's been something that has grown to, like you said, where we're at today, it's been phenomenal and like aspirations to get even bigger, you know, which is great. Um, and being able to have backing of people like you and industry professionals that are looking to, again, grow. Um, it's pretty funny. The, the part that's gotten somewhat, I wouldn't say annoying, but hard is that with like the, the success of our kids and like the opportunities they have in our, in our community, when it comes to like summer internships, jobs and whatnot, they're like, we need kids. We need kids. I need kids. Where, where are they at? Where are they? like, I've already got like 37 out. I can't, I, I, I they don't want to work. I'm sorry. There's already, everyone's taken. I can't, I don't have that many kids. I'm sorry. <laughs> so it's, it's really great to see again, people taking a, a vested interest in our students and having them have the opportunity to go to schools. Got another five going down to tech next year. Um, it's four graduated and two or three are going on. Well, five graduated, four are going on to four-year degree in turf. And it's just, it's great to see again, that number keep growing. Um, but yeah, I do see a big uptick in a lot of things, hopefully. Uh, when it comes to people across the country, because uh, the programs like uh, Ashwood down with Chuck Cross, he's done a phenomenal job of just growing in one year, you know, like seeing him sort of take. And I, what, what I and I think we've talked about this before is a lot of these programs that are coming up are like baseball coaches, you know, where they had the sort of experience of being a sports field manager through the fact they have to manage their fields. Um <laughs> to again which is and i think you can attest to this half of our industry is parks and rec and people that are managing like little leagues fields and whatnot are like these guys can show these kids again through their work and being able to grow their knowledge as well as their kids knowledge you know it's really great to see um but yeah i'm excited to see what the next few years have in store for everyone you know um Sorry, I'm babbling. I'm going to stop again. <laughs> I, I, it's fine. <laughs> um, if you were to tell the members anything about this year coming up, uh, maybe exciting, uh, different, uh, something about the conference in Salt Lake that is something to look forward to, what would that be? Oh, my. Um, that's a tough one because uh, we don't, you know, we don't, quite have things finalized just yet you know it's a cold weather location so um i know there's going to be some changes on the front end with activities um because we can't golf um the seminar on wheels um you know i don't know what the weather will be like we'll probably do some indoor facilities um but can we make a suggestion of curling instead of golfing? I think that would be funny to see people try and curl. I will not actually curl. I will be there to watch. That would be cool. I have also heard, this was the first I heard of it, broom ball. Um, I've got a feeling like, a lot of people are going to come out of that with broken legs, but that's just me. And I'm, I'm oh, great. Yeah. I'm fine with the, being a spectator, but I think it'd be I, great. I am on board with broom ball. I will be on the ice. And just, I'm ready. So <laughs> if that's an event, I'm there. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
but I, yeah, I mean, I think, and I, I, I can't say just, just what they are yet. Um, but I'm really excited about what we're planning for our general session and our keynote. And, um, I think both of those will be, um, really beneficial to our attendees. I think they'll be exciting. Um, and, um, yeah, so I'm looking forward to the general session and the keynote. And then, you know, our education session speakers are always rock stars. So um, the education is always really good. And the fact that we record everything now, you know, nobody has to miss out on anything. Um, but I mean, one of the reasons everybody likes to go is they, they call it a family reunion. So We'll all get to see each other and be together and um, catch up from the previous year. So, um, you know, that's always exciting. Most definitely. Most definitely. Um, we sort of talked about it a little bit uh, with this, um, but what are some future aspirations for the organization moving forward uh, or any big projects that are coming down the pipeline? Obviously, you guys have had. 10 different things happened in the past three years when it comes to rebranding the uh, sports field uh, designations and whatnot. Um, is there anything new outside of the ICEV stuff that are, we're looking at in the next couple of years? Um, well, like I said, um, you know, we just started the strategic plan. So um, a future, you know, they're looking at growth, you know, growth in, membership, um, you know, with the labor shortage and uh, focusing on the future of the industry. So yeah, we uh, definitely covered that, um, you know, trying to get pe more people interested. Um, we talked about ICEV. Um, yeah, it's mainly, I just, you know, and also I covered this too, professional growth for our members, you know, making sure that they have the right education so that they are being recognized in their jobs, you know, getting a seat at the table, making sure that they're being compensated for their work, um, making sure that they have the skills they need to advocate for themselves. So, um, yeah, I'm really trying to um, push professional development, like, um, and this will come out in the uh, July news online, but you know, something as simple as how to use social media to their benefit. So we'll have a webinar in July um, about how to use social media, what not to do, you know, how to promote yourself. So, you know, little things like that to just advocate the profession and um, themselves. So Sounds like our presentation for Salt Lake. <laughs> oh, is that? Okay. Yeah, Good. yeah. So ours is... Uh... What did she just text me? She texted me. Um, sports field manager. That's a thing. That's the title for it. Um, but it's talking about just overall getting your sort of brand out there as well as alongside the SFMA, you know, being able to have signage in different places, putting stuff out on social media, reaching out to local high schools, whether it's a video or like doing a virtual field trip or even doing a real field trip, mm -hmm. um, different things like that, where you can have an impact. One of the, 
I this was awesome, and he's. I don't know who the teacher is, but uh, I've tried reaching out um, because he had reached out originally. Said, "Hey, can we talk about uh, opportunities during the school year? Like when we're inside for teaching?" I was like, "Yeah, just let me know." And something came up for our Zoom, and then I never got a response or whatnot. But be great to talk to him. But they did a field trip to the minor league field. I forget what it's called, but they're the trash pandas. And what they did is they were the ground screw for the day. And they let them do hands-on stuff where the kids were doing the chalk for the boxes. They were mowing the outfield pattern. They were doing all these things. And it's things like that that really can have a lasting impact in a kid's life. You know, Um, I'm not saying every single one of their students that was there is like, I'm going to do this. This is going to be great. But like, one or two could have that moment, you know, where we bring in the one or two to the industry that are going to shape what's going to happen for the next 50 years, you know, excuse me. Um, but at the same time, everyone else that was there has a newfound appreciation for sports field management. They're going to understand that later on in life, like we're not just going to a major league ballpark. The ground screw has set the stage. Everything is ready to go because the people out there who are watering the field I've been here all day making sure and ensuring the safety of the players. Um, And that's what I think these programs are really going to do wonders for our industry. You know, it's not just the uptick in students. It's not just the uptick in uh, labor, but it's also the uptick in overall image. And, you know, that's, that's sort of what we're trying to hint at, you know, Um, whether that's like, working with a professional athlete somehow, which again, I have no way of doing, uh, <laughs> but, uh, being able to do things, um, and I, this might be out by that time, but, uh, I just finished, uh, so I'm heading up to New Hampshire, uh, in like two days for a wedding, but I've been talking to Ryan Bjorn up in, uh, with the Patriots and I'm going to visit him. We're going to do a podcast on site, uh, on Friday. So it's going to be really cool to be able to sort of be on site and have those things to talk about. Um, but being able to show that to my kids. Um, and the other one that I, I hope he doesn't get mad for me mentioning it. Uh, but, um, Alan up in, uh, green Bay, uh, we were recording a podcast and I was like, uh, he was like, Hey, I really don't want this to be, I was like, Oh no, it's perfect. It's for the kids, you know? And, His is probably one of the best we've ever recorded when it comes to like what he does and how he literally like it's a new level of what a sports field manager has to do and has to like face head on when it comes to mother nature and what is pretty much impossible. He makes possible for like, again, Lambeau field in January, negative 30 degrees with one of the safest fields in the Northern part of the United States, when it comes to playability for players, you know, um, that's, those are the things that we're going to sort of try and hint at in the sense of our presentation. Do I know how I'm doing that right now? No, no, I don't, but we will figure it out. (laughs) Um, Yeah, you're right. You know, people are doing incredible things and, you know, just exposing, like you said, whether they go into it or not, exposing people to what it is that we do later in life, you know, their kid is playing on, you know, a baseball field and 
Um, it has, you know, it's not safe. And they're like, eh, we need to, we need to fix that. I did that one time, you know, I need, I know a, a little bit to, you know, hopefully at least make it safe, but it just, it's not your average Joe. That's like, it's just another yard. I'll just <laughs> mow it. Like they they realize more goes into it. Yeah. And that's, I, I don't know if you've seen any of her TikToks or anything, but Leah does a really good job of sort of indicating the, not the grind, but the at different aspects that go into it. You know, uh, one of the ones she did was it was a, like a countdown to opening day and it was like 30 days out and she was putting chemicals out. She was explaining things. She was showing different things they were doing, aerating, irrigation, stuff like that. Where like, no one sees any of that when they show up to the ballpark. Mm -hmm. um, but she talked about how like she's gained game day staff from her TikTok. So things like that, where like we can do little things that yes, sounds so stupid. And I, I promise me, I promise you, I understand that because I'm terrible at TikTok and I beg my kids to do them, but they very rarely do. And it's just bad. Okay. <laughs> but I, I'm trying to, again, get people to understand that like it really doesn't take too much time to take a moment, take a little video, put a couple things together, put it out. Maybe you'll go viral and you make a million dollars off of it and then you can just promote us. You know, like that's yeah. that's the goal for you. That's what we're, I'm should be. That should be the title of our presentation. Uh, <laughs> but the the overall need to sort of get out of our comfort zones and understand that we can do more to ensure that moving forward, A, we have more people involved in our industry. B, these are the different opportunities that can come to make the big changes that we all are looking for. Pay, hours, things like that where like people understand um, that this is a necessity. Um, I forget who it was. Uh, it might have been Matt Parrott. When I was talking to him, he said that COVID hit and we were the only ones in the ballpark, in the entire ballpark, anytime during COVID. During the heart of it, during when there were ups and downs, it was always the groundskeeper that was there because it is the most essential part of the game that the field's prepared. It's right. one of the only jobs that requires an associate or bachelor's degree like compared to the others like it's kind of like how is it we're not equating the the level of understanding that the role of the sports field manager plays to the money that they're paid you know um i think i mentioned it in the uh um it's blow it's it's not in my mind the what was the labor of love the first speed the I'm going crazy. Are you asking general the session? Name? The general session. The general session. Yes. I think I said this. I said how Travis Hogan is the first line of defense for the $500 million uh, investment in the quarterback. Like you got to understand that that's, that's a factual statement and there needs to be sort of a, an understanding, if not like, again, a pay raise for him, you know, like, what's 1% of $500 million. It's still more than he's making, you know, like <laughs> it's just taking things like that and putting it in perspective. And like, 
I forget who I was talking to the other day, but like, I'm not trying to like undermine other people in the end, like uh, the organization or anything like that. Like the thing that the groundskeepers see the most is like all the levels of what takes to be again, an organization, the cleaning crews, the front office staff, the interns, the game day workers for just like ball boys. Like it's things like that, that, people don't see all the components like the groundskeeper will see in again, including their jobs, you know? Um, I mean, I think the water boy makes $50,000 on an NFL team. I'm like, that requires nothing. <laughs> what are we doing? Things like that, where we can sort of enhance our work and show people that what we're doing does make a difference and does have an impact. And it's, it's been great to be able to talk to people in like, uh, in a setting like this about what they're doing, how they're doing it, how they're creating more opportunities um, and seeing more than what they just post on social media. I'm sort of like, Hey, you should get some of this out there. You know, people will love it. You know, people will eat it up. So things like that, that again, I'm going to stop babbling, but the, that we can do as an industry is what we're hoping to sort of present in Utah. So mm -hmm. I'm excited. I think she's excited. She might hate me, but uh, she said oh. yes. So um, she said oh, yes to presenting. That was the first where thing that I got on the phone call. She was like, uh, look at what you made me do. I'm like, I didn't do anything. I don't know what you're talking about. I, I asked five times to make sure this wasn't the way it was going to go. Um, <laughs> uh we sort of wrap up on these last questions um, because they're really something. It's just something cool to hear from different perspectives from different individuals in this industry. Um, if there was one thing that you wish you knew going into the SFMA 14 years ago, what would that one thing be and why? Sorry, oh my. that should have been written on the paper. I apologize. One thing that I wish I knew Hmm. That's that's a tough one. Um could be like something about the organization, something about how to operate the conferences could be uh yeah i should never talk to this guy drew miller he's kind of annoying <laughs> um oh, things like no. that you know <laughs> um, boy that's it's really tough um things i wish i would have known i i, I mean stma and you know now sfma has been really good to me um i guess i guess when i hear that question it makes me think about should there be negative things because I don't really I don't have negative things to say um you know it's I've had a lot of freedom in my in my job to develop the conference education program and um take ownership of it and I'm you know I'm really proud of that and um the student challenge like I love doing that that's so much fun um, I know I'm not answering your question. No, no, this is good. <laughs> this but, is why I'm always curious because sometimes it is just hard to think of anything like, yeah, it's, um, 
it's always good to hear the different viewpoints on it. And, you know, the people, the people that I've met and work with, like, I, I really enjoy working with the speakers and getting to know them and knowing that, like, I made their experience at the conference good so that they want to come back. Like, that means a lot to me. Um, same with the student challenge, that the students had a good time and, um, you know, they want to come back and they're excited about the industry. So um, that's that's really what I enjoy doing. Like I said, I know I didn't answer your question. No, that's, that's, um, that's all, totally fine. <laughs> and again, um, I should have written the question down. I apologize. I, I usually I, just assume I wrote it down and then I was like, oh, it's not on here. But I, I thought guess, I'd ask anyways, you know? Yeah, maybe it's, I didn't, I did not expect to be here 14 years. Um, but yeah, cause That's I awesome to hear that means you like us. You know? <laughs> yeah, thing, I mean, right? I, yeah. I expected to, you know, be here for a couple of years and then try and get into university extension, cooperative extension. And, you know, and I'm, I'm still here. So <laughs> I, yeah, I like you guys. <laughs> we're, we're okay. People that's always good to hear. <laughs> um, the last question we always ask, and again, hopefully it's a little bit easier, um, but what are some of the best words of advice you could give to, again, those younger people that you're working with in the student challenge, uh, kids mm -hmm. like mine that you met um, for, again, just moving forward in this industry that you sort of, again, learned in your time from the people, from the speakers, from the, all the different people in this industry. Uh, what are the best words of advice you could give them? Oh yeah, that one's, that one's easy. Um, just to be curious and to get involved as much as they can and never be afraid to ask someone something or approach someone like the people that I've met, um, working here are so friendly and, you know, there's always a number of people that I know I can call if I need something or have a question, like, the support in this industry is, it's great. Um, but, um, you know, this past year, one way to sum this up is this past year, um, someone told me that one of our, that there was a man standing alone um, at one of our receptions and one of our past presidents went up to him and said, nobody stands alone. And, you know, that's like this, this association makes me want to be a better person. And it's people like that, that have, that make me want to be that way. You know, we want to include you. We want you to feel welcome. We want you to be part of our industry. So, you know, for people entering it, you know, don't be afraid to go up to people and get involved and ask questions. And, you know, we're here to help. We're here to support. And um, we want to help you be better people and better field managers. Well, I just want to thank you so much for taking the time today. And I'm sorry again for all the confusion and craziness oh. on my end, but it has been awesome getting to talk to you and being yeah. able to discuss everything that's going on with the association and everything. Um, but again, I can't thank you enough for your time. Thank you for having me. This was fun. <laughs>